0: You're listening to Meet the RIA. In this special podcast edition of the show, you'll get expert insights from some of the top registered investment advisors in the country. Here's your host, Jenna Dagenhart, and today's special guest, Bill Hornbarger, CIO of Moneta Group.
1: Joining us now to share his perspective on what's to come in the second half of 2020 is Bill Hornbarger. He's CIO of Manetta, which has been ranked as one of the top five REA firms in the country by Barron's. Bill, thanks for being with us. Before we look forward, i want to take a moment to reflect back on the first half. What stands out to you the most about markets and the COVID crisis?
0: Uh, great question, Jenna. And I, I think it's a lot of people would be surprised to know that if you looked at the first quarter and the second quarter, the first quarter was one of the 10 worst quarters on record for the stock market. And the second quarter was one of the 10 best markets on record quarters for the stock market. And I think people would be very surprised by that, that it was really a bifurcated, um, uh, you know, kind of first half of the year. And I, you know, for the first time in the history of this country, we went into recession knowing that it was inevitable and uh, how people reacted, how the markets reacted. Again, you know, that, that sharp downdraft and the sharp recovery. But I think it's, it's you know, really a tale of, of you know, two different quarters. And I, I think it was very surprising, not only you know, in both directions, not only the weakness we saw in the first part of the year, but the, you know, the, the, the strength of the rebound from March uh, through the end of June.
1: And even if some of that was inevitable, as you mentioned, that didn't really soften the blow. Uh,
0: definitely not, and it, it's been very bifurcated, right? Uh, you know, you look at the stock market in general, and you see, you know, things haven't done that, uh, done that poorly through the first half of the year, based on everything we've dealt with. But when you, you look within the market, there's, you know, a big divide between growth and value. There's a big divide between large cap and small cap, and some of the other sectors that are popular with, uh, with investors, you know, real estate investment trusts, energy, Those things have fared very poorly, despite the overall headline numbers actually not looking that bad for everything that we've been through.
1: And now we're starting to see spreads narrowing, especially with fixed income. What does that tell us about the market looking forward?
0: Well, I think there's a couple things going on there. Typically, when you see credit spreads tighten, there's a confidence in the market uh, People think, you know, think things are going to get better. Risk premiums are coming in a little bit. But I also think there's a, a low interest rate story there, right? That spreads are compressing because people are really in this desperate search for anything that pays any type of yield at all, right? You look at the benchmark 10-year treasury, stuck around 60 basis points. Uh, investors need more. A lot of investors need more yield than that. And so you see a couple things. I think you see... Fed intervention, the belief that things will get better. But I also think a lot of that compression is just rates are so low that people are willing to step out on the risk curve uh, uh, to, uh, to generate a little bit more income that they can get than uh, the benchmark risk-free rates.
1: And in this low-yield environment where there are very few places to find that yield, as you mentioned, uh, what are you hearing from clients? Um, any concerns there?
0: Definitely uh, a lot of concerns from clients. Clients are always concerned. Right. I, I think there's this feeling that people don't believe in the rally that we've seen in the equity markets. Uh, they look at the broader economy. They look at the numbers. They see the unemployment rate. Uh, they see the you know, the shelter in place, the stay at home things. Um, They see restaurants operating at 25% of capacity and people don't believe it. So there's a a lingering concern there. Uh, There's a lot of uncertainty surrounding the election, right? Uh, And I, I, you know, uh, not making a political statement here, but obviously it's going to be a very contentious election cycle that's going to sap consumer confidence at a time where there's other things to worry about. So I, I, I get this feeling, despite the rebound that we've seen in place, Despite that parts of the market are near or at all time highs, uh, there's not a general feeling among clients that they actually believe it and feel it at this point.
1: And you mentioned the election. We've talked a lot about coronavirus. Uh, what about U.S.-China relations as well as geopolitics? How do they fit into your mid-year outlook?
0: Uh, You know, no doubt about it, something to keep an eye on. Uh, It's interesting, you know, before, if you go back into the fourth quarter of 2018, you go back into 2019, one of the big stories in the market was the fraying of, you know, relations between China and the United States, the idea of tariffs, a trade war. The pandemic certainly wiped that off the front page in terms of things that people were immediately concerned about. But it's still there. There's no doubt about it. Uh, It took a a definite toll on manufacturing in this country. Uh, The tariffs did uh, something that that people are very worried about and worried that it'll spread Uh, at a time when there's not a lot of margin for error in the economy right now with, you know, we're fighting the uh, the impact of the pandemic. It's just one more thing for investors to worry about. So I, I wouldn't say it's top of mind, but it's certainly one of the top two or three considerations and concerns that investors have right now.
1: Any other final thoughts, Bill? Things for investors to keep in mind heading into the second half of what's been a very volatile year.
0: Absolutely. So I, I think a couple of things. This is most definitely a healthcare market. Uh, uh, it, the the news is really going to be about what happens with the coronavirus. How effective are we in treating it? What type of damage will it do to the economy? Will we have to? Uh, uh, close again? Will we reopen? I I think that's the single biggest thing to keep an eye on. Uh, If you were to ask me some things that were positives, I think the Fed's aggressive response and policymakers' aggressive response has put a little bit of a floor into the economy, and that gives us a springboard uh, to come back off of. And then I think the election will be really interesting. And, And I think that the narrative surrounding the election and the concerns surrounding the election will probably actually be greater than the impact of the election itself. Um, You know, we've had a lot of elections. Uh, The economy and the markets have survived all of them, uh, even when there's been surprising outcomes or not surprising outcomes. I think that's one of those things that people maybe worry more about um, than they actually should.
1: Well, Bill, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Jenna.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Meet the RIA. Visit assettv.com for more financial news and information, and be sure to check out our other podcast episodes of Meet the RIA. This is Asset TV.